0: This podcast is a production of Journey, a church community, inspiring people to live big. For more information, please visit cincyjourney.org. Good morning, Journey. Ooh. I hope that uh, you are doing wonderful today, because it's, it's uh, a good day, a beautiful day to, at the beginning, isn't it? They keep announcing we're going to have thunderstorms this afternoon, but the sky was bright, blue, and clear, and it's just wonderful. Hey, I want to open, though, with a a word of prayer. That song that uh, Daniel and Jim just led us in, I think is so appropriate. And I will put my trust in you, and I will not be shaken. That is wonderful. And it's a, it's a, a statement of determination, first of all that I will not let anything get to me, because my trust is in the Lord. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you for this time, for your grace, for your presence in our lives. And we just offer to you this time, this day, that we might live as your people, your church, and join with one another in what you have called us to be and to do. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. We're doing something a little different today, in case you didn't recognize that. We wanted to talk, basically, uh, to tell you some of the things that are going on and some of the things that will be happening. And I say that as if I know, and I don't know. Uh, That's the first thing to realize. We don't know what uh, will happen next month. Well, we're, we're making plans for those things. That's the whole point. But uh, we wanted to tell you how this is going to unfold a little bit. Um, And first of all, this is a special weekend, Memorial Day weekend, and I just want to take a few moments to honor those people who have served our country and provided what we have here today, the freedom to worship. That's one of the main functions or the main foundations of our country. That we can come to God openly in the way that we see as truth and right in His eyes. Um, it's amazing to me that uh, next week, about 10 days from now, we will celebrate 75 years since D Day. Isn't that amazing? Unbelievable uh, because it was such a pivotal day, such a a crucial time in our, in our world. Uh, and I imagine there's a, a couple of you here that even remember that day, right? Not to say anything, but <laughs> I've heard about it. <laughs> but it, it is such a special day, and we want to honor those who have served our country in, in all the ways, especially our military on this weekend. Uh, But this is particularly about our church and the things that are changing. We are in the midst of some changes uh, that we, last week when Joe resigned, it it set in motion several things, and that's what we want to deal with today. And first of all, Cheryl wants to talk about some of the things we'll do next week, right?
1: (laughs) Well, as you hopefully know by now, we want to honor and celebrate Joe, Karen, Julia, and Lucy next week. So we'll have, uh, we will have a meal, and you may have seen out in the hallway we have some cards. We'd really like to have a, a scrapbook of, of messages of love and um, blessings for, for the family. So take, take a moment, grab one, bring it back next week, or fill it out and drop it in that card, and we'll, um, we'll put a scrapbook together. And just, um, just come next week prepared to love on them.
0: This is a um, long, drawn-out process, to say, because we want to search for a a new pastor that will lead Journey on to the next level. We have had several great leaders, and in fact, not only to say Journey, but Hopewell. And uh, going back to Maude, uh, Sharon's not here this weekend, is she? Sharon last week came up and told us about how this church was actually built, this building, how this building was built. And uh, maybe we'll have her share that again next week um, to talk about the continuity that has been in this building, but through all the transformations, all the changes that have taken place. And we're in the midst of those changes again. And uh, it is just something that we will work through step by step.
1: Right, and you know, the pastor's leaving churches, that's not the first time it's ever happened, right? Um, My family's been here for 25 years. We actually got married in this church four or five years before that. Um, And I've seen a lot of changes. And when Joe and Karen came to us, um, our pastor was leaving. And, you know, that was a shock. But then God dropped Joe and Karen right in our laps. And so I'm very, very sad to see the family leave, but I'm trying to focus on the doors that God is trying to open for us right now and to be excited about what those possibilities are.
0: So maybe another way, if you're really creative, (laughs) uh, take your phone and do a little video thank you to Joe and Karen. And we might be able to even play some of those next week. Uh, email them to somebody. <laughs> well,
1: Media <we're, laughs> at okay. dot org.
0: <laughs> We might try to do that next week. Will be a celebration. The whole time will be a celebration. Uh, we will do some songs. Uh, probably Daniel doesn't even know that yet. We'll we'll sing, but we need to work out exactly what we're going to do. So <laughs> uh, it'll just be a time of celebration and. Come, bring everybody with you, Um, and part of your responsibility, you're going to have to know, we we realize that this is just, the timing is is not the best, of of course, but being Memorial Day weekend, a lot of people are gone, so your responsibility is to spread the word. (laughs) Let everybody know what's going to happen and bring them in next week.
1: Well, well, and I I guess I want to kind of play off on that. Memorial Day weekend begins the summer where everyone is gone, right? Uh, And it's really, really challenging um, in a normal year to stay connected. So we really all need to kind of double our efforts, stay connected um, as people are in and out. And maybe you don't see someone for three or four weeks because you're gone, they're gone. So we want to Try to do some things this summer that will help people stay connected, whether that be um, fellowship like a movie night here or campfire or whatever, or something that, where we can serve in the community together. Um, I got that idea at Crossroads, I guess, last weekend or two weekends ago. They have something called Go Local, and they don't have church on Sunday. They just go out they have projects and they serve in the community and maybe we'll do that maybe we'll do something else but i think serving together fellowshipping together is really going to be crucial crucial um this summer in you know in particular so if you have ideas come and let us know
0: so i also wanted to talk a little bit about where we are right in this current situation Um, and one of those things is our finances we are in a, a, a stable spot right now. We're not hurting, um, and mainly that is because of the way that you responded last November especially when we, we sent out a call that we had a, had a major a push that we really needed to increase the building fund, and you came through tremendously. It was amazing. Uh, I would guess, I don't know if we have any records to say, but that was probably, at least for a month, the largest offering, the largest concentrated offering that this church has ever raised. And it, it was amazing to see the way that you responded. And, and thank you for that. Your gifts, your, your faithfulness to serve in this church has been wonderful. Um, we are looking at some obstacles in the future, such as Sometime in the next couple of years, we're going to need a new roof, <laughs> and that's going to be costly. And I'm really hoping that nobody loses a leg as they walk across the parking lot. <laughs> there is some some problems out there that you can see, obviously. That There are always obstacles like that, challenges that we face. And so we will just continue to push ahead and uh, start to plan for some of those eventualities. I also want to say thanks to all of you, to to really everybody. I know everybody does something, and that is so important. Your service in this church is tremendous. And I know I've said before, I want to emphasize again, for me, I've been in dozens of churches, and I have never seen so many individuals doing something in a church. The way that you volunteer and serve is so outstanding. And it might be just something simple, it might only be once a month, but that is tremendous. There is just such a wide uh, uh, sharing of the responsibilities and the the places that we really need in order to, to do the ministry of the church. That is going to continue. We want to really we probably need to call upon you to do more in the coming uh, weeks and months so that we can keep up with some of the things that are happening around here. But th- thank you for how willing you are and how much you do in your service to this church and especially to our Lord. Ohio Ministries, okay, yes. Okay, the process that we are in. On June 4th, we have our Associate Director of Ohio Ministries coming to meet with the leadership team. That is the first step that we are actually required to take in this particular uh, situation. Uh, He will talk with us and walk through with us what the steps are and what we will need to do so really, until then, we don't know. <laughs> we are a little bit up in the air. Uh, the process what we mean, we, we, we know what we will need to do, but we just can't do it until we actually meet with them on June 4th. Uh, one thing we are looking for then is to find an interim pastor, somebody to fill in, uh, particularly for summer, and probably usually it usually is a six-month process. Uh, And so to find somebody who will come in and be a a consistent presence to speak week after week, um, and probably they will miss a few weeks, that's not what I'm I'm saying, but there will be somebody consistently that will be up here and uh, helping us, guiding us in the process of finding a new pastor. Uh, We'll find out more about that June 4th and walk it on from there. Hopefully then by the middle of June, the end of June, we'll have somebody in place that will be consistently here at that time. So uh, we will be working through a selection process. Uh, People will send in their resumes, and we'll look through the resumes and uh, try to select a person who... uh, is very close to what Journey needs in the sense of our mission, our uh, outlook, our vision, that will lead us to the next level for Journey. And that will come then to you, the congregation. Uh, Many of you were probably here before in the same way that we went through that process. Uh, We will have a congregational meeting, and we will vote to approve a new pastor. Again, that might be in the fall. Uh, Ideally, actually, let me just say that. Ideally, we would work through the whole process and be ready to present to you somebody by this fall. Things are not always ideal, are they? So it, it may take longer than that. We have no idea. We'll just work it out as we go step by step.
1: Well, and one thing that we, um, we will want to do is we will want to widen our pastoral selection committee beyond the four of us, so, um, you know, we'll be reaching out, or if you're interested in participating in that selection, please uh, let us know.
0: So today, we really wanted to focus on who we are, who is Journey, why are we here, uh, get back to the basics. And anytime there is a change, I think that's vital for you to do in your own personal life, as well as for us as a community, as a church, that we recognize who we are. And that's why you've been looking at this slide. In particular, this is our mission statement. Journey's mission. Can you see all the words there? You might not be able to uh, read the ones that are sideways. And <laughs> but our mission is Journey Church to help people make a connection with Christ and the church. That's who we are in uh, the middle of his ministry, almost toward the end of his ministry, actually. Jesus took the disciples away. Something happened in, uh, in, the, in the public arena with Jesus, and it made him realize that the time has come. It is time for me to walk forward and to get ready to die He knew that, and He started telling the disciples that. So He he took them away, and He asked them the question, who are people saying that I am? And the disciples responded, some say you're a prophet, some say you're Jeremiah, raised from the dead again. Uh, Some, you know, this and that, they were all saying anything, and then Jesus stopped and said, okay, but who do you say that I am? And guess who? Bold Peter. Peter stands up, and Peter is the one to say the words, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus turned to Peter and said, Upon this rock I will build my church. The rock of faith in who Jesus is. The character, the nature, the person of Jesus. That's what the church is founded upon. And that's what I want to deal with a little bit today. Uh, And we're, we're actually leading into a time of prayer. We want to gather together and pray for the needs in the community, whatever they might be here, whatever our needs are, but also to pray for the future of journey. And I want to emphasize, though, who we are as a church. And it starts with that principle that Jesus said, I will build my church. It's His church. And he will build it. Now, when Jesus entered Jerusalem, well, that's the idea today, is to talk about the the purpose and nature of the church and what Jesus really meant to say, what he was trying to tell us through that whole idea. When Jesus entered Jerusalem then, he started having all kinds of controversy with the religious leaders of the day. They were asking him questions, trying to trap him in certain ways. And one guy in particular came up and asked him the question What's the greatest commandment? That was a debate of the day. You know, what's the most important thing that God has told us to do? What does he really expect from us? And you probably know Jesus' answer. This is found in the gospel. It's actually in all the gospels, but it's in, I'm reading from Matthew, or I might not say it exactly, but it'll be on the screen. This is Jesus' answer. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now, Jesus was a Jew. This is a discussion that the Jews were having because uh, this was the very center of their life with God. And actually what the question was about is they were asking Jesus, going back through the First Testament, what we now call the the Old Testament typically, all of the the Hebrew Scriptures, which one of those that God has given us should be the first priority for all of us? And what Jesus quoted there is actually called the Shema. Shema. It is the most important Jewish prayer, and a faithful Jew says it every day. It's found in Exodus chapter 6, and it comes out, it starts with, uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, He is Lord alone. And then it goes into the phrase that Jesus quoted, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and actually mind and strength. Jesus wasn't making something up. He was talking about the very foundation of Jewish religion. And also carried into Christianity, the foundation for us as well. To serve God is to love God. To put Him first in our hearts. That's what it means for us to be disciples of Jesus. That we will love God first. And then that love will overflow our lives to all those around us. Well, the religious leaders finally found a way to trap Jesus and arrest him and crucify him. He died on the cross. And that is not the end of the story. Hallelujah. (laughs) There is more to it. Jesus was raised from the dead by the power of God. Jesus came back to life. He met with the disciples. And in Matthew chapter 28, the very last words of the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus appears to the disciples and He announces to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. And that's a vital phrase to hear. All authority has been given to Jesus. He is Lord of all. And it's because of that that he makes the next next statement, what we call the Great Commission. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you, and then the part that I don't have up there, and lo, well, that's the King James Version. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't use that. And behold, (laughs) notice, watch, I am with you always, even to the ends of the earth. No matter what we face, no matter what struggle there might be, no matter what there is, Jesus is with us. He is on our side. He is the one building the church. That is our very foundation. That is our center of who we are, of any church in the country. That we are founded upon Uh, Those two, especially those two scriptures, we call that the great commandment and the great commission, who we are as disciples, lived out in the great commandment that we love God and love others, and the great commission that we go into the world and baptize people to make them disciples as well. Well, today, I also want us to look at Journey's vision statement. Now, this was written uh, years ago. And I wanted to put it back before us because this is actually who we are. This is what we had decided. We've, we've heard the great commandment and the great commission. And a group of people, maybe some of you were even involved in that process at that time. Uh, they came together and they wrote out this statement of who we as Journey Church want to be. And this is the way it is. The vision of Journey is to shape the moral and spiritual climates of greater Cincinnati by gathering a community of Christ followers who will emulate Christ, embrace one another, engage the culture, and empty themselves into others. I think that is a a fantastic phrase especially the way it's worded there and i guess part of it for me is i like those four e's right there too <laughs> that just is a nice little flow to that and maybe that's just me but i think it says so much and first of all I'll go back to that to the first slide there it talks about a community that's the first thing is that we are a community we are gathering together as a community and that's That might just mean that we're a bunch of individuals, but I think it means more than that. In fact, when we say church, we talk about a connection that that goes between us. There is something there that holds us together, and that's why the phrase then goes on to the next slide, community of Christ followers. That's what we are. That's what holds us together, because it's that bond that we have through Christ that joins us together and calls us then to emulate Christ. To embrace one another, to engage our culture, and to empty ourselves into others. Now I don't want to to deal with that today. I think it would be good for us in the future, though, to actually uh, talk about what that means and how we need to live that out. Today I thought it would be great if we would just gather together and uh, talk about some of the needs of our community and to uh, pray for those needs. And to also pray for Journey. Pray for your leaders. Uh, pray for all of the groups that we have. And to particularly to say, we are seeking God's direction for the future. We want God's will to be done in this place. And so we will seek Him. And this is our first formal prayer. But maybe you've already been praying that, and I hope you will continue to pray for that, that we will be open to God's leadership here. And I'd just like to ask everybody to stand and come forward. We'll, we'll try to make—it won't be a circle down here, but some kind of a—something oval, round, or whatever. Hold hands. Uh-oh. We're going to hold hands and— um, I think we'll be able to hear, so I'm going to turn the mic off, but uh, just to have a time of prayer with one another today, okay?